Welcome to the Jungle Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Joey. And today, Paulie and I are talking about how we use certain standards within our business to shape our gym culture. Now, if you train with us, you'll find this quite fascinating. Or if you just like following our journey, you'll find it pretty interesting. However, if you are looking at starting your own gym or you know moving into that kind of realm, I think there'll be some very key takeaways here for you. Now, we frame the discussion around three of the key things that we have within the Jungle Brothers culture. And these are things that are, that are going on to be infused into the Jungle Alliance culture as well. I'm talking specifically about our tribe creed, which is a document that outlines the ideals that we hold for any member of our tribe. I'm talking about our movement milestones, which outline all of the key movement milestones we hold dear across body weight, strength, mobility, and weightlifting. And then I'm talking about our most prestigious member of the year award and some of the criteria that goes into that and what it is that, that we're looking for. Now, before we jump into today's chat, I wanted to fill you guys in on something cool that's coming up. We have a date booked for our next Jungle Brothers Coaches Intensive. It's the 5th and 6th of February, 2022. So that's next year. It's about two and a bit months from now. And it's our two-day course run by me and facilitated by a bunch of the other coaches here at Jungle Brothers as well. It's down here at the gym, two full days in our office, down on the gym floor, workshopping and going through all of the skill sets that we believe are important for anyone who wants to be a world-class coach and also who want to build a world-class coaching business. Now, this is the entry to the Jungle Alliance and the Jungle Alliance is essentially how you would align yourselves with us. This is where we give young, passionate coaches and gym owners the opportunity to take all of the information that we've developed, all of the things we've learned, and we, we give it to you so that you have the best chance of survival when you enter the fitness industry. It is our goal to reshape the face of the fitness industry. And we do this by creating incredible coaches and then helping them to go and open their own amazing gyms and build their own communities. Our coaches intensive is the gateway to joining the Jungle Alliance. So whether you're already working in the fitness industry, perhaps running your own gym, running someone else's gym or running a PT business, or you're someone that's looking at the industry from the outside and thinking, I could carve my own path in this game. You should come and do our Jungle Alliance coaches intensive. We will give you all of the best skill sets and everything you need to thrive within this game. And at the very least, you walk away from the two days with all of that. But at the very most, perhaps you connect with us and you become a part of the Alliance and then we go on to do great things together. Who knows where it goes from there? Get in touch with me via email, joey at junglebrothers.com and I'll get back to you ASAP and we can have a chat about you coming to do the Jungle Alliance Coaches Intensive, February 5th and 6th next year. Now let's get on to the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Jungle Brothers Podcast. I am Joe Worthington. I am Paul Christian Photophilly. You never say your middle name. No, I just, you went all formal. Yeah, it was good. I eh? just jumped. Powerful start. I, um, I had a middle name, Andrew, which I was very proud of for years because my initials were J-A-W. <laughs> and so as a, as a young kid, I like in my soccer team, they're like, well, you got a nickname? And I'm like, call me Joe. <laughs> um, is it not there anymore, the middle name? No, because when, um, when we went to New Zealand to work on the movie, when you ah. were there and I was coming after, I had to go and get a passport. It was my first – I don't know what the deal was. It was the first passport I'd ever organised for myself because I was like I don't know, 19 or something. Um, and I took my birth certificate, which they required, and they're like, there's no Andrew on your birth certificate. I'm like, yeah, but that's my middle name. They're like, it doesn't say Andrew here. You can't have it. I was like, fuck. So I got to just give up my middle name that I'd been running with for these last 20 years. They're like, yeah. So that Where did was, it come from then? Uh, like mum and dad gave it to me. Um, okay, but they didn't register it. Yeah, yeah. Shit was loose back then. You should bring it back. Jaw, I like it. That's, that's cool, eh? Yeah, it's a good story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jaw <Joel> Worthington. <laughs> it's funny, like as a kid that I'm like, yeah, that's badass. <laughs> it's, uh, it's shit. It doesn't roll off the, of the tongue. Hey, Jaw. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, mate, how are you? I'm good. Yeah? yeah? Good. Been a busy morning. A bit roasted from this morning. Um, but in general, I'm good. Yeah. You covering some classes just, earlier? Yeah, just one. Um, but uh, I've been doing a bit of an upper body hypertrophy on Friday mornings. Mm. So covered that class straight after I was completely empty. And that led into a PT afterwards. Oh. Um, so it was just like that that rest <laughs> in the morning was just like, it just went all the way through. So I was a bit tired. Dude. A bit tired. How long does your hypertrophy session go for? 
two hours because we're really slow. Yeah. Yeah, we warm up for 15 minutes and we take the necessary rest um, throughout. And, you know, there's about four supersets in all. Jesus. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's fun. That's a monster session. At the, I've been grinding most weeks because it's just been a busy period. Yeah. Um, but it's it's still good. There's still benefit from it. But, yeah, it's good. Thanks. Shout out to Susanna. She drags me through every Friday if it wasn't for her. It's good. <laughs> it's good, yeah, to have a, a training crew that keeps you accountable. Mm. I turned up for my training crew this morning and I was like, guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm really fucking tired today. <laughs> so you guys can do the session. I'm just going to kind of cruise a bit. <laughs> and I was like, if anyone wants to jump in with me, feel free. And everyone's like, no, I'm feeling good. All right, you guys go for it. And then we all just did the same workout. Like, I know, I just jumped in with them anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I was, like, once I warmed up, I felt okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. But it, it is, yeah, having someone there to, to do it with makes it a lot easier. And you're right. Once you start, you know, I'm daunted on the Friday if I haven't slept very good. It's because it's the end of the week. Um, it's always tough. But once you get in, I, like I said, when we got through and we were de- like almost at the end, I was like heaving after a set. I was like, Fuck, I didn't think I was going to be here this morning, eh? But here we are, we're about to finish. <laughs> but you just start and then, yeah, it's done. That's funny. I, I, I'm sure for a lot of people who see us training, they see our stuff on social media, whatever, and kind of think that it's like easy all the time. And like what we're talking to now is like sometimes it is far from easy and mm. you would really pull out. Like if you had opportunities, you'd totally pull out. Totally. But because it's part of your work day it's here at the gym you've got people you're doing it with so they're coming in yeah you kind of obviously too you see it as something that's important to like your mm. identity yeah and your role mm. um you just do it but yeah like it, that idea that you can be in a session and be like i didn't think i was going to make it through that's this right session. yeah yeah totally um what's the quote we we're talking about you know james clear atomic habits mm-hmm. yeah um i think it was him he talks about the one of the greatest misconceptions about motivation is that you have to be motivated to do something. I think it was along those lines. But the idea is that motivation comes after you start. So um, you just – and that's I think that plays into the, the show-up type of thing. You just have to show up. That's why I tell members all the time, just walk through the roller doors and we'll take care of the rest. I got that from T. He said that all the time. Yeah. And it, it's true. Like I just show up and I'm just like warming up and it feels terrible. But um, then it, you blink and it's all done. It's true. I'm out. Yeah, James Clear likes the, like, fuck motivation, discipline's where it's at. Yeah, yeah okay. So, like, you yeah. know, like, don't don't rely on, rely on your discipline. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then and in time motivation will come. Yeah, but I ran into, somehow I, re, I got onto his website this oh, month. Yeah. It's got, he's still got the, the massive blog? Yeah. So, you know, I didn't go deep on it, but fuck, what a resource. I was think I was Googling for a quote or something and ended up on his thing. And I realized that everything in his book is there, you know, boiled down in any one of his many blog posts. Yeah. And he's constantly putting out fucking information. And I was like, oh, this is a resource. This is like he had something and it was like the 10. It was just pretty much his book boiled down into points. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to be sending this link to people, clients and stuff like that. It's a real resource, that website. Here's a question, though. Because I've stumbled across many a good blog. Oh, okay. And every time I'm like, this is fucking sick. I'm bookmarking this. <laughs> and I never go back. It's good to know it's there. Do you return? Like, are you, are you good with blogs like that? Do you go back to them? No. I'm not like a huge reader these days, for sure, less and less. But, um, you know, I consume a lot of things with video and audio because I, I have a big commute five days a week. Um, but I return back to videos. I think we were talking about this a while ago. So, yeah, look, if I was trying to, you know, kickstart or get uh, fire myself up for something in that realm of motivation or personal devil, I've got saved videos that I click on. Uh. Yeah, so it's like the videos are good because someone's edited all the best parts and there's emotive music with fucking violins in it. This your life will never be the same after this five-minute Joe Rogan speech. <laughs> exactly. Those kinds of ones? <laughs> not the, not exactly, but um, some of them are there. Oh, yeah, I'm cheesy. I mean, I love those freaking ones that are designed for ball sports athletes and stuff. Oh, the NFL ones? NFL ones. It's like, is it Eric the Preacher? 
Is that Eric? The yeah, the guy who does the drowning in the water speech. Yeah, love that that's one. That's a great one. I love that. It yeah. fires. I'm just yeah. It works. Whatever works. I just like. I don't care, as long as it gets me. When you want it, up. as bad as you, as you want to breathe. Exactly. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Who is yeah. that guy that's playing football in that clip? I don't know. Can't yeah, remember. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that shit goes a long way. I'm uh, I'm not particularly good at returning things like that. I think. What I was getting for me with the blog thing on the mm, computer, mm. I'm really bad at reading on a computer. Yeah. That's yeah, why I like yeah. books because I can buy it and I can carry it with me. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that if I'm going to read something, I go to that. Yeah. I am getting Makes better sense. at reading news articles on my phone, which is handy. Mm. But fuck, it just... No. I hate reading news articles on the phone. Yeah, you get a lot of junk, don't you? Plus... If you're relying on some kind of algorithm. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. There's not necessarily the most immediate thing that I think is really important at the front. You have to like dig for it. Whereas on the paper, if you're you know you're going to the source that you know or and trust for the most part, they have you know selected that somewhat by putting whatever on the front page or on the the first four pages, etc. Yeah. Anyway, Paul's got a plate full of Danish. Um, what is that? It's like a long thing that's knotted. I don't know what you call that. Oh, yeah. It's a pastry that's kind of got a bit of French braiding <laughs> look to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's filled with cream cheese and jam. So it's kind of got that cherry cheese combination that a lot of people are When are you going to eat something? Soon. Soon. I've just sculled this red energizer here, so I'm kind of like fluid heavy. Waiting for the gut to settle. Yeah. There's also another one on there, and I guess we should shout out to... Holly, who's a member here, she trains with Ty. She brought it. She brought it um, from. Is it South Coogee Bakery? The Bakehouse. The Bakehouse. That's the one. Hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. She brought all that. Yeah. What she a legend. Walked up and I said, "I bought you guys these." Dumped them on the table. Fuck. Yeah. Her and Clarice have done that a bit in the past, and um, Clarice has done that a lot. They yep. work together there. Yeah. Holly might even own it. I'm not quite sure. All right. Hmm. But, um, yeah, we have sweeties, but no coffee. I'm already caffeinated. I'll nibble on this. You'll hear me. Mate, how was your, um, you had your four-year anniversary night out? Annie. So, Annie. Had, Annie. He- had heaps of people messaging me going, happy Annie. Oh, God. I was like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <Yeah>. Somehow <laughs> sounds grotesque. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, it was great. It was great. Um, yeah, we went out to dinner. We... Organised some babysitters, friends and family kind of split up the kids. Thank you. Um, and we, yeah, we, we went out to a nice dinner at Nomad in the city. We'd booked a hotel room um, at the Hilton. We, we checked in, in in the early afternoon. Um, we went down to the pool and the gym. Mm. Yeah, and then we... You went to the gym? I Yeah. Attached to? Yeah, like I, I didn't do anything. I, I, I basically did... I rolled and stretched for like half an hour. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Then I threw up a handstand. First go. Little nailed it. Yeah. Just to like enforce my domination for all the meatheads that were there. I'm like, bang. Oh, there were people in the hotel gym. Oh, it's, it's actually fitness first. Huh. The Hilton used to have this gym and pool and sauna and steam room downstairs in their place. Yeah. Um, and then not long ago, like a year or two ago, they around the COVID situation, they sold it to Fitness First. So it's actually a Fitness First. You go down through the hotel and you go kind of, yeah, you walk Special in. Special entrance. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, I did that. And then reckon we went in the sauna. That's a classic Jungle Brothers flex right there. <laughs> yeah, I flexed. Go in looking a little bit jacked, like you do some shit. Yeah. Don't do any <laughs> shit, just do a handstand. I just tucked into like a tuck and I was there for ages and I was like, I'm going pencil sharp on this one and just extended it <laughs> and came out in my straddle and was like, yep, dust it off. And did just you look at it or did you kind of just look down? I held strong and didn't look at anyone <laughs> to check. <laughs> so dumb. Well done. Uh, so good. That's sick. That was it. A little bit of flex. Well, yeah, man, it's going to come up later. Express your physicality. <laughs> True, true. Mate, that's mad. Um, and your trip away was mad. Dude, yeah, I think uh, five nights down the south coast. Five nights? I think it was five nights, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, five nights. Wow, it was too. Um, 
down with my family, my brother, sister, sister-in-law, kids. Um, South Coast, Maruya, fucking awesome. Or just near Maruya, a place called Mossy Point. Um, Mossy, sorry. Mossy, <laughs> <laughs> bro. No. Yeah, it was great. And uh, I went down to Paul West. I went, went oh, to his place. Oh, yeah. How was that? Yeah, that was mad. It I was, saw your story. Yeah, he was down. So he's in Bermagui, which is an hour, 15 minutes south of, further south. So we drove down there, went and hung out at his place in the afternoon, met his, met his two boys, lovely boys. Cool. Met his wife, Alicia, lovely fam. Um, and then we went over to the Bermagui Surf Club where he runs a jiu-jitsu class twice a week and I ran the class. That is so good. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, when you told me that that was going to happen when you, before you left, I thought that's that's so awesome. Yeah, because uh, um, he's a white belt. Yeah, yeah, and um, I guess he's got no one to train with. He just had to start a community. Yeah, he got a few. You know, he's got a few people that have experience from you know back in their early, you know, uh, a different time in their life, and then he's got a few people that are kind of keen, no experience, and then and then he's just got you know some people that show up because they heard. There's some fun stuff happening. There's like, I think there was about 15, 16 people there. It was pretty busy. And if there was like, from what I remember, two or three girls, it was their first class. I'm like, what do you know about jiu-jitsu? And they're like, absolutely nothing. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Like, you know, and because it's not my gym, mm. if, it, if it was here, I'd feel very um, confident in how I'm going to onboard them through. Okay, cool. Well, I'm just going to, you know, teach you these things and here's the information I'm going to give you because that's what's important. But because I was there to kind of guest teach this class, I was like... It's a bit of a workshop. Yeah, I was a bit like, get everyone involved. three girls in the deep end. <laughs> but they seemed to have a great time. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So where did he start learning? Uh, he started at Absolute MMA in Melbourne. Ah, Which is okay. where JT's from. Not at the same gym as JT, but in the CBD location, which okay. is a savage gym. Okay, yeah. Um, then he moved? Yeah, yeah, I guess he was... I mean, <clears throat> we spoke about it in the... Did we in the last podcast? Which was a great episode, by the way. I've been re-listening to it. I'll have to listen to it. Yeah, it was the it was the one before this. Um, yeah, he's fucking been all around the place. So I think he had a stint, maybe it was six months or a year in Melbourne. Doing so the good. thing. Yeah. And but incredible that in Bermagui and that whole region, there's not one person. There's like not one, as far as he can find out, coloured belt. You would think that there'd just be someone. He said there's a purple belt about an hour away mm. that does a similar kind of thing to him. So every now and again, that guy comes up. And then there's a black belt from Canberra who has a little holiday caravan at Birmingham and he comes, you know, one, a few times a year and will teach like a seminar at the thing. I fucking just love the whole idea of that. Um, you know, just learning however you can. A bit like when we are in Rarotonga. And oh, maybe not exactly the same thing, but he's really that fella there, Clay. Clay, yep. Um, and he's got his MMA gym, and I guess he he has to upskill as people come through. But yeah, it's, it's cool, and like the idea that you can go down there and teach a class and meet all these people and be accepted deep into a community like that—it's like must be a satisfying thing to do. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a real it's a real privilege to be able to do it. I wouldn't have seen it the same if I was, you know, two years ago, like coaching the amount that I used to coach back then, like here at the gym. Yeah. Like, Fuck, I'm on holidays. I don't want to coach. Sure. I coach all the time. <clears throat> but because I don't coach that much anymore, it's really nice to be able to coach. That's so cool. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, that it's, it's, that's how jiu-jitsu started in Australia. It was like a couple of guys were going over to Brazil once a year, spend a few months get their blue belt, come back, teach their students. That's how a lot of the original clubs in, in Sydney started. Was that, how, what, like say 80s or something? Um, I think 90s. 90s. I mean, maybe, yeah, I'm sure there was someone doing it in the 80s. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it was like early 90s. Um, guys like Peter Debean, is it Anthony Lang, who uh, Lang's martial arts up in the Northern Beaches. Mm. Um, yeah, that was the beginning of it. And then in you know, and then and then at some point, three black belts turned up from Brazil and kind of <laughs> took over the show. Yeah, but it's it's cool. Like it's just yeah, what Paul's doing because he was a little bit. 
he, he's a bit unsure how to feel about it. He doesn't, he's obviously very upfront with all of the members telling them, hey, like I'm not qualified. I just, I'm, I'm kind of like a beginner, but I'm, I just wanted somewhere where we could share and do it. And they're like, you know, so he lets them know what's up. Um, but I guess he was apprehensive about talking about it or making it public because he doesn't want to offend anyone who, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, has been in the game for a long time. Sure. But everyone I've told about it has said, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Like yeah, I told yeah. Adam, my coach, he's like, oh, that's fucking awesome, man. How cool. Yeah. So I think because of where jiu-jitsu is at in its timeline, people respect that that's the way it evolves in, in certain parts of the world. So cool. Yeah. Is he any good? <laughs> no. He's decent. He's decent. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> totally. I'll have to um, hang out with him next time that he's come that he comes in because I've missed him twice. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. Good to catch up with. His son wrote his his son um, his son <laughs> came up to me and he's like, "Do you want to?" And they said, um, "I I made my own cake recipe. Do you want to see my cake recipe?" I was like, "Man, show me a cake recipe." And so, oh, no, he didn't show it to me. He told it to me. <laughs> so he's like, "Step one, three, two, step two. And talked me through this cake recipe. I was like, wow, what do you do this in a cake? And he said, I do it in the muffin tin. So he went and he said, I'll, I'll get the tin. So he went and got the muffin <laughs> tin. And I was like, oh, wow, it's like little cupcakes. Mm. And then uh, he kind of went away. And then he came back and he said, if you have a notepad and pen, you can have the recipe too. <laughs> and uh, I said, could you write it for me? I didn't bring a notepad. And he said, okay. And he wrote it down. I got it. It's a beautiful piece. It's like <laughs> oh, step one. And it's like, there's no punctuation. It's all one long sentence. Oh, I love it. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> How old is this kid? Uh, that was Otto. He's uh, seven. Nice. I Otto think, West. Yeah. Oh, four and seven or four and six, something like that. Yeah, he might be six. Bravo. Yeah, cool kid. Real that, cool kids. That sounds like Wycliffe thing to do. Yes. Bloody silent. Check my phone on silent, bruh. Oh, bruh, please. Dumb. Now, we're going into uh, a little bit of talk about some of the standards that we have, uh, <coughs> that we've sort of developed within the jungle alliance but but pro, like they evolved here at the gym first mm. and then we've gone hey this is this is a thing um particularly what we're getting at here is a, a few things we're going to discuss today which is our tribe creed mm. which is essentially a document that outlines what we expect from a tribe member mm -hmm. um we're talking about our movement milestones which is a a set of movement milestones or goals relevant to our body weight program okay almost like a ranking system and lift there's and lift yeah it's kind of covers oh yeah true sorry all areas that's right uh oh no no you're right sorry yeah i was body weight lift and mobility that's right that's kind of how we separate it yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> and then we're going into our the the member of the year piece which is something that we do every year and it always comes up at this time because the christmas party is approaching and then that raises the discussion amongst the the leaders here is, hey, who's going to be member of the year? Bro, yesterday's meeting was hated. Was it? Yeah. Because um, we had the, the vote. We had the vote before you left. Yep. Um, but, you know, I knew that that wasn't, wasn't going to be final. And we came back and... As in the vote on the oh, WhatsApp group? On the WhatsApp was like, group. It was like, yeah. yep. Uh, and then... Um, a few other people got offered up and then we had a little vote and then more came out and it was just, it was fun. It was fun heated, but it was like people just breaking it down and coming back to this, um, what we're going to talk about today and going, you know, but this and that. And it was, it was, it was noisy in here. We went wow. over 15 minutes. On that piece? Mostly, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It was That's good. great. Coaches feel like each, because because of the diversity of what we offer, we have a diversity, like there's quite a diverse range of coaches. Mm. And so they each have things that they feel uniquely passionate about. Mm. I think it was probably easier when it was like you, me, T and Alan, and we coached everything. Mm. And it was just like, we all knew all the members. Yeah, that's, that's right. Whereas now it's like, you got the jujitsu people, <laughs> you got then the lift aficionados that Joe Taylor's <laughs> in, you got team as that's fight right. people. Yeah, so it was like, JT, you're not allowed to pick a jiu person. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was funny. Um, and so in terms of like where the heat was coming from, was it that, was it certain coaches feeling passionately about the people they had put forward? Um, yeah. And it, it probably wasn't more anchored in the person that's doing their discipline, but it was more about the qualities of that person. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, the question came up, can the can can someone win it twice as well? Right. Um, and that's something that I need to take to you guys, you know, I was wondering. What do you think? Can the same person win it twice? I think technically, you know? yeah. Technically, yeah. Yeah, because um, we're looking for a certain amount of qualities. And is it enough that the member of the year gets awarded that if they there's seven of the nine qualities there and the next best person only has six of the nine? Because the other two qualities are really important and they might haven't realised that yet in their development just as a person. So are you then rewarding those qualities that aren't fully de- developed but they're quite pronounced? Do you know what I mean? I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, it was a tough one. That is tough. I don't think it can ever be the kind of thing that is truly objective. Like you can't score it. In mm. a sense, you can yeah, say like, yeah, the, yeah. because if you look at, say, who won last year, it was the triplet. It was Ali, Elaine and Doris, who, you know, I mean, on paper, they have most of, the th- most of everything going for them. Mm. But I'm sure you could find certain members that perhaps expressed, you know, were, I mean, no one is <clears> more <throat> consistent than, than those three. Than those three. Um, but you know, maybe you could say, "Oh, yeah, but so and so was at every social event and like always bring." Yeah, you know, and it's like you know, and you could say, "Well, you know, Doris is always talking when trying to coach class, and you know, like little things like that." <laughs> That's how it was yesterday, right? Yeah. However, it was more of for us. It was like the 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 award was given to them last year because it was more of in recognition of their place in the tribe over this over the lifespan of the gym. Mm. And historically, you know, into present day, but historically the impacts that that has had on it. Yes, yeah. Which is more of a subjective, it's more of like you, me and T going, that's that's the one. You know? Well, it's just me. I said, everyone, you can all vote, but it's, it's <laughs> nice for you to participate. But I'm... <laughs> it was a lot of those jokes. That's good. My votes are worth five and yours are worth one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe mine are worth ten. Who knows? I'll decide later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Oh, you, I guess we should talk about those qualities. Yeah, all um, right. Let's go there. So, <clears throat> I'll, should I read it? Yeah. I'll read the, the, the tribe creed, which for folks listening... Um, and new members too, because they might not... Yeah, I've really I mean, come across it that much. Look, you know, to uh, I guess in um, something for us to, to, you know, we've never displayed this openly at the gym, mm. which is probably a bit of a ball drop on our part. It's just been one of those things. We've got a lot of stuff that we're like, oh, we've got to, you know, put that into a booklet and give it to people or print and put on the one. It's just like there's so many things to do. It's one of those things that hasn't happened yet. But essentially what we were trying to do was to model the qualities that we believe are essential that the ultimate tribe member would express. Like if, if we were to have the, the ideal jungle brother tribe member, what would it look like? And so we broke it into three different areas. Um, nourishment, physicality, and tribe. And those three areas actually define what it is that we do in the gym, right? And I think we've spoken about that in other episodes that mm. talk about how the social events relate to um, programs that we run in the gym, how that relates to the classes themselves, how the coaches communicate, um, you know, what kind of, what offerings are we doing outside of training, mental health, that kind of stuff, you know, solar power, mm. recycle water, et cetera. But it was more, the, the creed was like, all right, how do we take those three spheres and then break that down into almost like kind of actionable steps that someone can go, all right, like how am I going on this? Mm. so the first is develop your physicality and underneath that we have uh what do we got about eight points here we've got be durable equipped and useful acknowledge weaknesses know your limits express your physicality as in paul with the handstand at fitness first flex make movement part of your daily routine learn how to look after your body be dynamic and adaptable Right, so fucking cool. It's like if you can do all that stuff, you're doing good stuff in the realm of your physical training. Second mm. point is nourish yourself. So this obviously ties into the nourishment sphere. Eat real food and know how to prepare it. 
Drink at least two to three liters of water per day. Sleep eight hours per night, minimum. Meditate daily in some form. Make time, excuse me, make time for personal development. Connect with nature every day. Enjoy life and laugh, oft, laugh often. Mm. Um, and, and we're not going to go into each of the individual ones necessarily, but you know these are these are standards. These are I, I, I can honestly say I don't meditate daily. I, mm. I try to. It's something I strive towards, but I don't. Right. So none of us are perfect on this front. Um, I also definitely don't sleep eight hours per night. Holler. But I've been striving for years. <laughs> uh, and then the third part, which is the tribe sphere, is be part of something bigger. And these points are. Treat others how you would like to be treated. Contribute towards a solution, not a problem. Be a student, ask questions. Be a teacher, share knowledge. And lastly, have the courage to carve your own path. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, as you said, um, it's, a, it's, it's something to strive for. So, you know, use the word ideal before and... Um, uh, there's no one that's going to be ideal, right? The reality, but it is something for us to look up towards or to bring ourselves back to. Um, and as you said, it's check-ins, like how am I actually going with these? It, it came at a time um, where we sat down, the three of us, and we were trying to figure out... Well, we sat down, we're like, well, let's, let's flesh this thing out. And we threw it around, some of them... Uh, they speak more to like absolute values that we because we were like okay, we want a piece of each one of us in this. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, so some of them are values, and some of them are, are more um, to like link to your actual physicality. I remember some of them we tried to well because it was a standard. We tried to to make um, uh, make them numeric, so it was something a little bit more measurable. Yeah, like some of them more specific, less conceptual. Yes, whereas some of it is more conceptual, and it's. If you look closer at them, um, and if you've ever had uh, any spend any time just thinking about, um, you know, uh, how you'd like to live your life or what makes you happy, etc., it's all kind of tied in there. You know, I look at enjoy life and laugh often, and that definitely has a part in there, and um, definitely be part of something bigger and, and this connection to other people and giving back um, and having courage is yeah, it's. I, I really love it and coming back to it and reading it this week. Um, yeah, it, it actually – so it came up in the meeting um, and out of that there's an action task to put this back on the wall. Mm, um, nice. So it'll end up back in the wall within a couple of weeks, just figure out the design and whatnot. But I think that the conversation about the member of the year brought up the fact that we need to have this stuff more around so that people are trying to strive for it year-round. Yeah. They're aware of it. So they're aware of it and it's, uh, it's like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, we have the movement milestones, which we'll talk about later, and that's taking the physicality part and breaking that further into kind of goals and areas, and that's up in the gym. But for me, this one is sitting on top of that. Yes. Because it speaks to all of the other aspects of the gym or, or um, yourself as a well-rounded human being, striving to be happy, Yeah, you know? Which, you know, for people listening, I suppose an easy way to think about it, like the, the, three, the three key points there, develop your physicality, nourish yourself, be part of something bigger. It speaks to the training aspect. It speaks to the health aspect, like sleep, food, hydration, mental health. And then be part of something bigger speaks to the community aspect of the whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. And we want to see that people are developing in all three areas because you know maybe case in point with i'm sure some of the discussions that you had yesterday it's very easy to say to to someone's like i'm training like six times a day and doing all the class and, and it's like well the physicality piece is going really well but you sleep like shit you're not eating well and also i don't see you sharing knowledge with people on the floor i don't see you taking a leadership role within a class mm. you know with a newer member or something mm -hmm. like that and and that's fine right the gym our gym, not everyone in our gym has to behave in this, this way that we're kind of dictating, but it's more like that's what, that's, it's that like, that, those behaviours are at the heart of what makes this place what it is. That's why when people come in, they're like, oh man, it's so cool. People are so nice here. The community thing's awesome. You're like, 
it's because of this. Mm, mm. Um, it's because people are sharing. They're taking a, a teacher role. Mm. Other people are adopting a student role. There's this exchange, you know. Mm. Um, so I guess it's like it's, it's setting a, a high standard in a way mm. and pointing to the fact that health is more than just like eating low calories and training regularly. Mm. As we see it, there's more to it. Yeah, um, I think that in a in a a, a healthy community, um, you you have to have people who step up at some point, people who have leaders in the ranks um, on any level. If everyone was just kind of operating at the same level, like you need to be organised, you need to have people who go the extra mile to maybe inspire or to organise people and to mobilise them to do stuff, you know. So I guess what you're saying about not everyone is going to step into all of these parts and say be a leader, but it's kind of speaking to those people who do who do that a little bit by either by yeah by example uh, and and by action. Yeah, it's um it, it makes me think of a a friend's gym that was in Sydney where they they recognised at a point that their target market was like busy, wealthy, uh, kind of high-powered professionals, uh, like corporate-style corporate, corporate style folk. Mm. And because of that, they were like, well, that sort of person who just wants to come in, bash out their training and get out. They don't want to come to a social event on the weekend. They're not interested. They've got their own life outside the gym kind of thing. So they cut all that stuff from their gym. It was like just training and it was really tailored towards those individuals. And mm. it just made me reflect on what we do here and it's like, yeah, that's that's not the kind of place we are. It's it, the the kind of you know you can just come here and train a few times a week, but you're gonna have to talk to some people. You're gonna have to make some friends. Like the community thing is gonna get forced upon you to a to a small extent. You know, it, you can go super deep if you want and come to all the social events and all that. But I guess the point being that like, um, gyms can ev- like the culture of your gym can evolve however you want it to, and mm. so by us setting these kind of standards. Mm. It dictates how the culture. It dictates what the culture becomes. Yeah, I don't know what gym that was, but that that sounds pretty yuck to me. It sounds lame, but it, but it also makes sense, right? Like mm. if that's if the gym for you is like fitness solution. I got three sessions a week. I got enough friends, you know. Then yeah. then great, you know. It's kind of like f forty five works for some folks. Yeah, but you're choosing to solve a little piece of the problem. So like, I'm going to niche this little piece of the problem for them but i i think that it doesn't work like that i guess that's another conversation potential yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah but yeah so okay so that's our that's our tribe creed which is going up on the wall soon what are you going to do something big well that that's you know i if i could i just print it out on the printer here but it's got to look good it's got to stay there so it's either hand painted or i just need to make a design so it looks cool and yeah it'll be we don't have that much wall space so it'll be moderate and I'll probably put up in a couple places. I like it. Mm. I think we could further keep continue to further refine some of those points. Yeah, I too. reckon even maybe you know quickly before I do this in the next few weeks, yeah. refine them. Send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tribe Creed, talk to me then about movement milestones, and I and I suppose the movement milestones feeds directly into the physicality section here. Now we're talking about all right, well, training. Like with that nourish yourself piece, there's like. Two to three liters of water. Uh, meditate daily. Eight hours sleep. It's it's very um, specific and actionable. The physicality stuff is m- a bit more kind of um, I don't know, gassy, less solid. Mm. So the movement milestones is more about us creating like solid goals for people to strive for in their training. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> two things come to mind as to how we came to the movement milestones. One was constantly trying to figure out the best way to set goals for members what process that we would do that which one's the best and most effective which one you know can be negative for some people um and then the other one was it was a it was another problem so it came out of two problems the other problem was uh because of the style of training we have and what we offer people struggling to navigate themselves around the gym uh, not knowing what class to be in, when, and everything's so cool, I'm just going to follow that one type of thing. So Movement Milestones was seeking to 
bring some context around it and basically seek to map it out so people understand where they were in the whole scheme of things. The reason why I started talking about this morning to someone was because someone was looking up at the thing and was like, what, what is that percentage of, is that percentage of your body weight? It's just part of the milestones thing. He's like, oh, that's a lot. He's like, how much do you think like a normal person should be lifting? And I was like, well, you should look closer at the movement, movement milestones. It's there for people who don't really, who aren't, yeah, who just have no idea. It gives them some sort of perspective on it. Um, so, yeah, we built it to serve those people um, as well as help us with a goal-setting system in the gym. And I'm remembering because it was you and T head-to-head a lot. You know, it was to and fro. Oh, yeah. But it was, I guess, what was it to, you know, we want to be really um, process-driven and systematic about setting goals with new members and having markers and, you know, it helps you race towards things versus the idea of building a culture of that where it's less measurable but it's, I don't know, felt implied and there's greater principles there that is somehow learnt, tacit in here and it's like, oh, people are all moving towards that direction. Is that uh, kind of correct? Because he, 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 he didn't really want to pin it down too much. Yeah, it's classic tea. Classic tea. Classic tea. Wanted to keep it kind of, yeah, keep it open. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted, one of the things that I sort of recognised or felt rather about what we were offering was that we we're just offering too much mm. and it it in a way it, it can become yeah have some of that cake bro coming in Get it <laughs> cheese in the jam um i recognize that it, it was like like that's really good like we're obviously i mean we offer a shitload of stuff we we obviously feel passionately enough about that that we continue to do it but for a person who's approaching the gym and can kind of come and train a couple of days a week, it can be really hard to figure out like, well, what, what should I be working on? Should I come to all the classes or should I do two of these a month or, you know, should I do the same thing all the time? So it was, for me, I felt like I wanted to whittle down the offering and then mm-hmm. whittle down the, the outcomes of each of those offerings, like each of those programs mm. to sort of like a checklist. Mm. Um, you know, or well, if we're doing weightlifting, here's like the five key things that people should be striving for. If we're doing mobility, mm-hmm. here's like six key positions, you know, mm. whatever it is. And, you know, as you as you pulled me up on before, we broke it down the post. It was like mobility, weightlifting, and body weight strength. So it's three different realms. And then there's anywhere from, what is it, like six to... About that. About six standards or goals, I suppose, for each of those, you know, families. Mm. Um. And, and what that would do in turn would kind of help us to help to guide the programming of help the classes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Help guide conversations, mm. right? Because you could ask someone, oh, where are you at with your, you know, where are you at with your deadlift? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not really working on it. Oh, well, I can see your squat's pretty good. You're at this level, but your deadlift's like a beginner. Like, why don't you try and mm-hmm. get those numbers up? They're rookie numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, hatchling numbers. Hatchling numbers, which, was the, which is the first. Hatchling. We got, yeah, so there's tiers within any one movement. What are our tiers? Um, Remember off the top of your dome? Hatchling, cub, juvenile, elder, alpha. Aha, yes. Man. Five levels. Beautiful. Yeah, well, I did read it before the podcast. Sure. Just to freshen up on it. I read it every day. But yeah. um, And look, yeah, so they're just there also to give you some perspective based on the names we gave them. For the martial artists (laughs) out there, it's like uh, white, blue, purple, brown, black belt. Yeah. 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 Everyone gets a white belt when you start. Everyone's a white belt. And then as <laughs> you as you move through the thing, you're like, oh, congratulations. You've just reached status of cub. And but what it does is it allows you to go, I'm a I'm kicking ass on the barbell, like I'm alpha status, mm. but my mobility sucks. Mm-hmm. And based on what we're saying, what's what well that's not that's not a durable body. That's that's not an adaptable, robust body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really strong if you've got to lift something and pick it up like straight up and down. But like, I'm not going to get you to help me move house. Probably not going to be very good at chasing a soccer ball around the field. Mm-hmm. Rock climbing adventure, not for you. So it's like the the idea is that by by giving these, by simplifying these outcomes, people would develop a more well rounded physicality. And that's what we do here. Um, we develop well rounded people. Um, 
that's our offering. That's our choice. That's our goal for people to be able to mix it up and, as it says, be durable, be useful, be adaptable, so you can basically perform in any arena. Yeah, do what you want. Do it. Do what you want. Type of thing. I mean, a, a classic one is people like see jujitsu. Oh, I want to try jujitsu, mm. and you're like, cool, do it. You know, but when we get a new member who comes in and they're like, oh, I'm new to the training thing or I haven't been training for a year or whatever mm-hmm. and they want to try jiu-jitsu, we're normally like, just train downstairs for a couple months, then you can try jiu-jitsu. Mm. Like, we're not going to stop them if they really want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's like, let's get your body to it. You know, let's just build a bit of strength, mobility, body awareness and then you go jump in the fire. Yeah. Um, back to your question though about T and I, I think the friction was in that, thing was like we both agreed that that this was all the good idea that the feeling was there mm. but i because i was doing the programming for the gym in those initial couple of years mm. um i was playing around with different ways of testing doing like like performance testing yes so we would we tr- i tried like all right there's going to be um two two days a month where we test or it's going to be like two days every that's two right. months where test we do the movement test. Yeah. And then it's like, ah, oh, that's not working out. I was like, all right, Saturday mornings, it's kind of open. People come in and test themselves and we all hang out and go get coffee or whatever. And it's like that fizzled out. And then I was like, we need testing in every individual program. S and M needs a testing cycle. But T and T was just like, nah, nah, nah. Like he didn't want that. Mm. I think the Saturday morning thing was his idea. He's like, what if we just get together and people can, and you know, like, all of them were kind of all right, mm. but because I think we were never united mm. behind any one of those approaches, it just never became yep. a thing. So as it stands now, we have we don't actually have official testing days, but we have the JB games, and we do have as a lift test day. Well, for one lift, yeah, mm. um, it's yeah, it doesn't quite give you like can't tick these movements off necessarily, but it does mm. give you an idea. Um, but we also have in a roundabout way testing within each program, don't we? Like in, in body weight, you're kind of testing every time you train. Yes. It's yeah, not yeah. in that one RM sense, but you're, you're, you're furthering your progress through these milestones. Yep. yep. Uh, and then in lift, lift has more traditional, like, um, like a test week every few months or whatever. Yep. Yep. Builds up to it. Yes. Yeah. So it has, you know, in a sense it has, we have settled on something that I believe is quite effective. Yeah. Like in reflection now, cause we probably haven't reflected on it. On it. In a while, I think it works really well. Um, at least, yeah, it, it does. I'm very strongly connected to it because we built it. So I always, I tend to have a lot of conversations with people through that lens. I, I use it quite a lot, um, especially because there's a lot of new members. And um, when I think about though the older members who have been around for a while, they do too. They use it too. And in a way, it's it's done that thing where you've, we've kind of set a culture and a and a, and a principle. And yeah, like I said, that they're goals that are up there. We don't stare at them phase in, phase out, but we're drawn back to them. Um, Dylan did something that I think ignited a bit more of it, um, leaning towards it or awareness towards it, where he took the bottom line or the top line, whichever way you look at it, the alpha line of all the movements. And he's put that up on one of the chalkboards as soon as you walk in the gym. Ah, yes. Because he wanted people to be a bit more bloodthirsty about getting to alpha for some of them. Yeah. Um, and also to give recognition to people who are already there or are getting there when they get there. So he's got that line up there and, and people are writing their names on it over the last few months. Um, yeah, I think it's working. Yeah. And I mean, there's still development mm. to occur, but it, it does. Sure. It serves the purpose. Mm. And I think, you know, your point, like bringing it more front of mind, having it displayed larger just means it becomes more of a centerpiece of conversation and, yep. and, then, and then in turn becomes more of a centerpiece of, of behavior because it's like, oh, well, that's, I'm programming more specifically around that. And I think more and more I lean towards that personally because, you know, I, maybe it's because of how I've, I see things and train myself, I suppose. Um, you know, when you're going for one goal and one movement at any time. Like I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. I've never been the type that's gone for one movement um, where I'm just like spending the whole year trying to get X movement. Um, and I don't know. I think it, um, yeah, it can, 
there can be some negative things around that. Like you can kind of just be blindly going towards one thing, spending a lot of time on one thing, or even for the client, for someone's journey being fixated on one movement or one number and trying to reach that. Don't reach it or reach it. There's too much of an end and there's not like a whole lifestyle of movement and health built into that. It's more like mini goals. I don't know. I'm just thinking out aloud. Do you know what I mean? I think I know what you're getting at. Yeah. Yeah, your first point. I, I totally get that. Like, And, you know, I mean, I think that that's – I think in some parts of like what we sell, body weight, strength, weight lift, I think, I think sometimes at a level there is a place for chasing really hard after totally. one thing, you know. Like for some people they will need to dedicate a huge amount of time to getting to like a double body weight deadlift. Mm. It's like you're going to have to do that consistently two or three times a week for, I don't know, Three, five, five years. Yeah, you know, um, and you know, and and you know, for certain individuals, like say someone that's had a car accident, or you know, maybe has a neurological disorder, who wants to do it? Like, it's going to take even longer. So I and I think that there's a place for that, and I think mm. that it's okay to specialize if you know you're specializing, yeah, and you're yeah. like, no, I'm choosing to do this. Yeah. I, for me, the, I have the, the, the issue for me is when someone is specializing and they're not aware of it. Mm. So like when mm. someone shows up to a gym that's, that's just interested totally. in squat bench and deadlift mm. and they're like, oh, I was looking for a fitness solution because I'm trying to get healthier and, you know, yep. and I'm doing powerlifting now and it's really good. And you're like, that's great, but there's, there's a trade-off that's going to occur. And like, are you aware of it? Probably not. Like, and, and then like, whatever, like if someone's having a good experience, that's awesome. But like, I know as a coach we can get fixated on certain things and be like, this is all that matters. Mm-hmm. Like, no, there's so much shit that matters. It's all of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, the, 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 I remember one of the, um, one of the very first things we did, we put up a goals board. I built the, I built all the fucking goals boards. I think I built a big goals board and put it up at our first gym. And we were like, the builder. and we're like, everyone's going to put, all the members are going to put their goals. It's going to be great. I think that was the one I put one arm chin up on. I had that there for about five years. Never got it. <laughs> I just took it off. It's a great day once Talk I took it off. Talk about fixated on my movement. Jesus. <laughs> um, but one of the members was like, and you know, we were like, we were really like movement heavy at that time. Mm. Like, because I was kind of guiding the programming and I was super mm. deep in the movement realm. And, uh, you know, people are putting up like handstands, front lever, like, you know, muscle up, like all this cool shit. And then uh, one of the guys is like, 20 burpees unbroken and i was like dude you put that up (laughs) and he's like yeah (laughs) and i kind of like like sick goal right and i'm like the fuck 20 burpees like what what does that even mean you know he's like oh i just want to like get my cardio up and i'm like if i put a gun to your head right now and said do 20 burpees (laughs) you could do 20 burpees like it'd hurt but you'll get it (laughs) he's like oh yeah i guess you know and i was like please Take it off. <laughs> you never took it off. Oh, you'll have to tell me who that is. Yeah. <laughs> off air. Uh, he, he moonlights as a DJ. Oh. <laughs> My man. Uh, lovely guy. Lovely guy. No longer trains with us. But, um, but it was like, oh, fuck, 20 burpees. He doesn't get what we're, what we're selling here. He doesn't get it. Like that, that's, a, like, that's a great goal if you train at F45. That's a great goal if you, you know what I mean? I'm mm. just like 20, it's not, you're not telling me anything with that. It's no strength required. It's just, a, you're just flopping yourself around and, you know, it's, it's not actually going to indicate anything once you get there. Yeah. And so what you're saying is that uh, the movement milestones is help frame it a bit better for us so people have um, setting better goals that probably include doing 20 burpees and a host of other things if you get there. Yeah, like it, it, <laughs> it, it helps to guide because, you know, why should, why should someone coming in off the street to train with us know what's good and what's not? Yeah, sure. So it's, it's like, uh, fair they're enough. They're all you can, working professionals in other places that yeah, have like time to understand. Yeah, like they're not trainers movement. or whatever. No. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I was like, well, how do we do this so someone doesn't write 20 burpees on the fucking board again? Yes. And yep. so by, by giving this template, it's like, Here's our suggestions. Yes. We think these are noble goals for you to go after. Mm. And, you know, here's why. Yeah. And then someone's like, okay, cool. You know, you sold me. I'm in. Let's, yep. let's chase mm. this, you know, pistol squat or, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, yeah so I remember that. And it was like, uh, and, and I think that really helped. It was really good because then all of a sudden, once we put the poster out, 
the, the goals that members were putting up started to become clearer and you're like, oh, wow, that's, yep, okay, I see that. That's a real standard you've set for yourself that's relevant to where you're at. It's just ahead of you right now. Yeah. You know, it's cool. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's good. And uh, just to paint, I mean, we're not going to go into it in detail, but um, paint a picture. It's, it's, we separate into three sections, mm, body weight, lift, and mobility. Um, and there is, yeah, like you said, six or eight um, body weight, strength. They're, they're all strength-based, really. And, you know, there's mobility required for some of those for sure. Um, there, yeah, so there's some strength things in the realm of pushing and pulling and levers and stuff. And then um, in the lift, there's the kind of very important lifting patterns. Um, and they're all kind of... Uh, Squat, deadlift, yeah, squat, deadlift, press. Yeah, and they've got percentages um, that we that we worked out talking to people and percentage of body weight, percentage of body weight. So correct. it's relevant to anyone, correct? Yeah, you know, because it's based on their size. Um, and then there's the mobility, which has a bunch of mobility positions and goals. Um, yeah, in the hips, in the shoulders, in the spine. Yeah. It's kind of a cool diagnostic because you can look at it and go, oh, wow, like I'm good here. I suck there. And, you know, whatever, whether you choose to act on that information or not, it's okay. Mm. But, you, you know. There's a perspective. Like, it gives like, you perspective. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, oh, maybe I should, you know, eh, someday I will. Yeah. You know, but that's better than just like being blind to the fact that, mm. hey, you're super flexible, but you're weak as piss. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, you know, it's good to know kind of where you stand contextually. Yeah. Um, should we go uh, just finish on this member of the year piece kind of, you know, and how that sort of works? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've painted the picture of the, the tribe creed. We've painted the picture of the movement milestones and how that sort of feeds into directly the physicality realm. Um, the last piece is this member of the year thing where we're looking for... One hundred, one hundred dollar bills unmarked in a briefcase. That's how you get it. That's how you get it. <laughs> Paul and I will split it 50-50, you <laughs> won't tell T-shit about it. Um, and with the, with the member of the year thing, like I said, it's not – sometimes there's just a feeling, isn't there? Like as much as we, we have uh, some kind of template that we use to try to, um, to make it objective and make it like scorable, sometimes it's just like, no, nah, that's the person. Deserves you know? it. Yeah, yeah. Paid um, in full. Makes me think of Poirier when you say that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, <clears throat> but essentially, like... It's a belt, by the way. It is a belt. It's an actual belt. It's like a boxing championship belt, like you'd see Canelo Alvarez wear. There's a jungle logo on it with some animals and stuff. You get your name engraved alongside yes. all the previous year's winners. That's right. It's fucking beautiful. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, you know, in breaking it down, to kind of like simmering it back, it was like, the person who is the member of the year must show up consistently... They must be dedicated and focused on their training. So that speaks to like, they don't have to be the best athlete in the room. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, it's, it's, um, it's not about just being here all the time. Like you've actually got to be present in the sessions mm-hmm. and dedicated and focused in your training um, relevant to what we spoke about with what we value with the tribe. It's like, well, are you also helping others with their training and are you being a good training partner? Mm-hmm. When you engage with a member in a partner drill, are you giving them your best attention and, and effort? Mm-hmm. You know, um, are you, you know, are you acting like a leader within this group? Mm. Um, and tribe contribution was the third piece. Mm. So, do you get involved socially? Do you bring something to the group? Are you are you actively trying to be part of something bigger? Mm-hmm. Because, as we've stated, that's like for us, that's a really huge value. Mm-hmm. Um, that is relevant here in the microcosm of the gym as it is relevant in the, the larger cosmos of the Jungle Alliance, where we're like, well, the gyms that join the Jungle Alliance become contributors to this larger, larger organization, totally. which in turn allows the organization to support the individuals within it. Um, and yeah. that, they're really kind of like the three key areas, but there's so much wrapped up in those. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it gives us an opportunity to... So, yeah, we've got the the creed on the wall but it, it it gets we get to put it uh, put a face to that every year and give recognition to someone that's been just killing it in the year so having that that chair or that throne whoever's got the belt that year the strap come get the strap 
Um, you want to take it. Come, you got to come and take the strap. Yeah, it, you know, we we get to celebrate that person and we get to put a face to that idea of it, and it's something to look toward. It's like, oh yeah, like, forgot all about that, but you're right. That person is actually always at the gym when I'm there, and they're always helping that person. They're always at the yeah. It's it's a cool thing to do. I love it. I mean, it's very easy to for us to just take those people for granted as well because there are some incredible individuals in this tribe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all hang out. We're kind of like friends and it's like people come train. We, you know, sometimes we go out for a drink after, you know, on a Friday. There's social events, gardening days. Anand's 40th tomorrow. Anand's 40th. Uh, regretfully can't make. Are you going? I'm going to make the Arvo, an Arvo sesh. Oh, you legend. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's, but it's very easy to take that for granted and just yep. be like, yeah, they're our friends. Yep. But you like, no, like people are putting in effort and, mm. and, and we're asking for the effort. So those people need to be rewarded. Mm-hmm. And the member of the year is a chance to reward those individuals and acknowledge them mm. for their contribution. Yeah. I think to your question earlier about could someone have a choosing or I think that's a no from me. Wow. Just from the point of view that, um, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 by by bestowing that award on somebody, you you elicit a like it's it it you elicit a response from them. So by saying to someone, "Hey, I think you are you are the member of the year, and I think you are deserving of this this honor," that you know has the power to change the way someone sees themselves within this gym experience. Mm. So it's it's you know it's nice that someone could win it a second time, but it's almost a wasted opportunity. Mm. because you won it once you will always be that person mm-hmm. so every year there's an opportunity for that for someone else unless you truly got to a year where you're like no motherfucker deserves it that would be a sad year <laughs> you know what i mean but but i think there'll always be I'd someone fire myself yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so from that point of view i think no it has to change hands each year i haven't um i wasn't married to either side i you know i didn't know don't know but i'm hearing all arguments at the moment and i'm sitting with them considering them all when is the the big announcement paul um <laughs> we'll, we'll up it's at the christmas party christmas party december 4th 3 p.m one drop but you don't need that information if you're not a member here because it's members only for <laughs> <laughs> quick sign up now you got two weeks before the That's party right. starts yeah <laughs> a few old heads that have been to Christmas parties before that are signing back up. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's always people like, hey, um, haven't spoken to you guys for like two years. Can I come to the Christmas party? <laughs> Some people are like, fuck off. Like, no, no way you can. Love you, brother. It's nah. the sickest party in town. You cannot come. <laughs> yeah, um, well, it gets announced there. So we need at least, we need to engrave the belt. And that's what it's been all about. Like, I guess you could engrave it the day before. The day, so whenever we need to decide by the time we need to engrave it for the party, I was we were joking in the meeting with Azra about like when they did the Champions League final or any of the big cup finals where they have the engraver there. So on full time, he engraves the trophy. Oh, is that how they do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got an engraver there. Oh man, he's like, sweating bullets. Yeah, we'll just we'll just do yeah. it on the night, have a few beers, and decide then. That's cool. <laughs> no, no, we'll 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 decide by next week. Neck week. Neck week. <laughs> I should say. Come back neck week. Neck week. Um, yeah. Ah, it's yeah. exciting. Yeah. There's the there's other recognitions that get passed on, uh, over on that night. Not just um, not just that one. That's just one part of it. Yeah. But there's always a number of things that go on in the gym in the year. And this year's been another big one with COVID. And um, really for that party of the speeches is the most important part of it. Um, and that's where we're trying to really push people into because the speeches are they're heavy, they're teary. They're fucking big speeches. They yeah. are not to be missed. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's real talk time. Um, makes me think a very important part of that process at the, when the award, the award is handed out is having the previous year's winners come and stand up the front too. It's true. To give recognition yep. to yep. those before us. Mm. There's OG Tribe Member Awards um, for these consistent people that have been with us for a, a number of years. And there's uh, a thousand, tr- thousand club as well. It's just a really a, a number to show um, consistency and persistence um, after attending a thousand plus classes. Um, and yeah, just other recognitions that's on the night. 
You got to be there to know. <laughs> Get in touch, fam. I think we'll wrap it up on that point. Okay. If you want to be at the party, all you got to do is go to junglebrothers.com, <laughs> submit your details, come sign up at the gym, and then you can come hang out. But you must be fully decked head to toe in costume. <laughs> hundred. If you do want, um, if you want to know anything about that, about the movement milestones, about the training <clears> piece, <throat> any of that, get in touch. Um, Paul and Dills will hook you up. We're taking people like everyday people every day of the week and getting them started on this journey where it's like, oh, wow, like cool, like these cool training goals are materializing for me and things that I never thought I would be interested in and I'm making progress with. So uh, if, you've, if you want some of that in your life, get in touch, come get it. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, share it with a friend. Cool way to support the show. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I've been getting some really nice feedback from folks lately, little Instagram messages and stuff. And I just wanted to let you know that it means a lot to me. So keep it coming. If you're enjoying something, it's nice to know about it. Uh, It reinforces for us the things that we should be doing more of on the show. Also, if you think there's something that we could be doing better, feel free to send that. I'm never upset by critical feedback. Jungle Alliance, Ballina. Jungle Ballina. We'll be opening, I mean, they're currently operating in a soft sense. They're doing one-to-one, they're foundation pieces. Uh, what did T say? Classes maybe starting next week? I think classes starting next week. Classes yep. starting next week. So look, next if, you, week. if you're up in the Northern Rivers area around Ballina, check them out, jungleballina.com. Um, man, T, Scotty, Parvol, they're all there. Um, they're frothing to get started. That gym's going to be just going to, it's on a growth trajectory. So a really cool time to get in with the guys and, I mean, to train and to get, like, all of their attention because mm. there's, there's not many other people mm. there right now. Yeah, It's a bit of a golden period. I remember when we went through it at, you know, at our first gym in Banks Meadow and there's just, like, one or two members showing up to a class and they're just getting PTs all day. Man, they've got high-level coaches there too. Yeah. So it's mad. Um, yeah, and if you like the stuff we were talking about, uh, about the community – uh, about the training and the whole philosophy of it all, you know, and you're thinking um, that you're you're a coach or an aspiring coach or gym owner, whatever. You want to know more about the Jungle Alliance, then you should also get in touch. Junglebrothers.com is mm. where you can find us for that. Uh, yeah, we'll tell you all about it, our coaches' courses and uh, and how you can get involved in the alliance. Oh yeah, peace. Thanks, Polly. Thank you, bro. Thank Thanks, you. guys.